Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burden of motherhood. I'm Emily. And I'm Beth. And we hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms production. Episode 56, Discipline Discussions. Hello, Mom Fashions listeners. This is Emily, and I am sort of here with Beth today. Um, you know what? The old coronavirus has got us again recording separately because of school, close exposures, and just all the stuff that's going on. So if we sound a little different... That is why I'm in, at my home and she's at her home. And thankfully, because of technology, we can still make that work. So I see your face just on a computer screen. I know. <laughs> and it's always that awkward, like, which angle do I want to be seen from here? But please, uh, Beth, at this point, I've seen you no... at the ang- at all the angles. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. We're past that point, please. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. At some point, it's like, well, whatever, whatever. Also, I I'm still in my pajamas. Well, so. who cares? Don't tell everybody. It's fine. <laughs> all right. So we are talking about discipline. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So today, which we've talked about before. Yeah. We we've, we've just we've right? dived into discipline. Yeah. We're actually yeah. on, on Fort Worth Moms. This podcast episode is launching another editorial series we're doing at fwmoms.com. And this series is called Discipline Discussions. And so we're going to have 15 articles that we are publishing this week on our website that's going to talk about all different kind of angles of discipline, philosophies, struggles resources, tips. So definitely head over there, fwmoms.com. And uh, we'll also try to link all those articles as well in our show notes um, as they are published. But yeah, you and I have talked about discipline before. Mm -hmm. The one that is most prominent in my memory is is when we talked about how the pandemic changed our discipline approach. So since yes. we've since we've been in the pandemic now for, you know, 18 10 years, 10 years, 18 yeah. months plus plus plus. <laughs> like do you have anything to add to that like or any what are your thoughts now today on discipline? Oh man. I feel like I have, I feel like all of my discipline methods have just been thrown out the window and now I have no idea what I'm doing all over again. Okay, that is so <laughs> funny that you say this because um, some other people on our team, we've been brainstorming, you know, like be- part of our prep for this series is brainstorming topics and then finding writers and, you know, mm-hmm. culling all the information. And I am not kidding you. This is a theme I am hearing over and over from different women, like even differently aged women. We had a, a meeting last night and mm-hmm. this topic came up because we've been prepping for it. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is 
like about the pandemic, but we're all feeling kind of like, I don't know what to do anymore. I wonder why that is. So, so you've been hearing about this from women with different aged kids. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So some that like it kind of all got started when one of our mutual friends, um, who shall remain nameless, (laughs) she has younger children. Right. So Mm -hmm. kids who aren't quite in school yet. And she was sort of expressing how she feels like she just doesn't know what to do anymore. Like she just feels like Mm -hmm. whatever she thought about discipline isn't, quote unquote, working. And she's at this point where she's just kind of like winging it or kind of going by the seat of her pants. And then that started this larger discussion in the group of... People saying it's not just you, like I'm feeling that way as well. And trying to sort of like think through it kind of here on the spot, it does seem to be it's almost like a bit of like fatigue, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. it's it's like discipline, fatigue, and the pandemic has sort of created childhood problems that are maybe more emphasized. But, I mean, honestly, kind of created new ones, right? Like, because our kids didn't have to navigate all this before, and so how Mm -hmm. they've responded to that has varied. And, of course, that's reflected in behavior, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just the anxiety of all this going on, the uncertainty, the changes Mm -hmm. to school. I mean, it's just kind of like we've never been here before. We don't have a frame of reference, and we're not really sure how to discipline kids in a pandemic for such a long time. Yeah. Well, and I wonder, too, if our own feelings tie into that because we're dealing with emotions and situations that we never have before. And so trying to connect with our kids and trying to know how to – you know, how to handle our kids' big feelings in the midst of our own big feelings. Yeah. You know, I it does leave you fatigued and kind of burnt out. I wonder, too, though, like, if we were to look back on our parenting, I know that my discipline methods have evolved and changed over time just naturally because each kid is different Each season is different. The way that they respond to certain discipline methods has been wildly different. You know, my firstborn, which is probably like most firstborns, is a rule follower. Whereas my middle child is like, she couldn't care less. I always say that wrong. She could not care less. You know, like she's just like, whatever we do, whatever we do, what we want, you know. And so simple disciplinary things worked really well on my first daughter and on my second daughter, nothing worked, you know? So it's evolved over time. So I wonder if we're more aware of that evolution because of the pandemic or if the pandemic is changing, like actually changing how we parent. I would probably place, I'm no sociologist or psychologist, but I'm willing to place my bets that it's changing. I think it's changing, like, everything. I think it's I think changing so, the yeah. way we parent. Maybe even the things we yeah. value in parenthood, mm-hmm. you know, is... I think that's definitely changed. I personally... 
I think I can relate to feeling it's this overarching fatigue that trickles down into my discipline because I'm, I, well, not probably, but let's be honest. I am less consistent. Yes. About my discipline right now today Mm -hmm. because I have this amazing fatigue. Yeah. Like, even just think of what we have been through in the last three weeks. Yes. Right? How much stress and uncertainty as parents about knowing, A, what's the right thing to do for our kids? Mm -hmm. What decisions are being made for our kids, like with Mm -hmm. our schooling situation and our community spread? And us trying to figure out... Well, what risk are we willing to put our kids into? Yeah. What is a, what is a line in the sand for us? What are our actual options? How is this going to impact our family? I mean, like, it's like that meme that you see sometimes where they're like, yes, I'll allow it. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm kind of like, I'll allow it. Like, I am not <laughs> as strict as I once was. Yes. Well, and it's so hard, I think, to be consistent in anything right now because there's there's so little structure to our lives. Yeah. You know, there's so little consistency in our day to day. You know, my kids have been in school, what, this is day eight, and we've received four emails about COVID um, mm-hmm. already within the school. And so it's just like, I feel like we're holding everything just very loosely. Yeah. And right. it's hard to... It's hard to put discipline at the forefront when there's so many other moving pieces right now. Yeah. For me, I definitely sense this time of transition in parenting. You know, I feel pretty confident about how I can, like, discipline and know what to do with, like, my younger kids, right? Mm Because I've gone through that. But as my oldest one is in fifth grade, and there's so many things about her that are changing right now, that I am in kind of a re-figuring out, becoming a bit more of a student of her, trying to pay more attention to see what battles I actually am going to pick. And, you know, we're having to adjust what those consequences consequences will be because her currency is kind of changing you know so like sure I'll sit in time out for 10 minutes you know Mm -hmm. like that I'll sit here for 10 minutes like right that is that'd be great (laughs) yeah yeah I mean like you know that's kind of boring and annoying to her it still is you know, effective for behavior curbing or even prompting some repentance in her heart. But Mm -hmm. I see the glimmers already that this isn't going to be something we're going to carry on for much longer because she is going to kind of age out of it. It's just not going to be like developmentally appropriate for her and not really like a natural consequence either. So to me, that feels a little scary of like, making discipline parameters for, like, the tween age. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, ooh, I don't know. Because there's a lot of attitude, so. Yeah. (laughs) And it is choosing your battles in the sense of, like, I have to decide, am I going to comment on every eye roll and every nasty face or every, like, (sighs) 
when I ask them to do something, you know, like mm-hmm. at what point am I just overexerting myself for? Yeah. And I'm very, I'm also very aware that the way I respond, honestly, in these mm-hmm. next one or two years, I think it's going to be very critical to the condition of our relationship when she's in high school. Yes, I agree. And I'm going to be honest, like, I I feel afraid about it. Like, I feel like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to just really mess this up. Because I do tend to be that mom, I feel like, that is hypercritical of her. And Mm -hmm. I don't don't want to be, but it's like my natural bent. Like, there's nothing that gets me riled up more than disrespect. I mean, I just cannot even. It's like the Southern woman in me. I, (laughs) I, I cannot handle it. And I and I'm confessing that that I need to temper myself, you know, because I want to model for her controlling our responses appropriately, mountains mm-hmm. and molehills. But I could make a big mountain about a little bit of a hump for an <laughs> eye roll or something like um no, you know. Yeah. That is one of those things that I find myself with that knee-jerk reaction as well is just that disrespect. I just want to yell at them, like, you have to respect me. But then I'm like, well, that's not respectable at all. You know, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's the hard part is like how how to teach them how to be respectful without just, I don't know, becoming Badgering some kind it. of tyrant. Yeah. 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 I mean, because you do have to allow for some immaturity, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, because that feelings. You yeah, know? they're yeah, they're immature and so like they're they're not gonna be able to pull this off really well, you know, like if they're mm-hmm. frustrated or angry or annoyed. They handle it in an immature way. Yeah. <laughs> and the the onus is on me to then handle it, you know, in a mature way. And so it is kind of a balance. It's easy for me to see, oh, like when you're a toddler I can over sort of overlook these things. Mm-hmm. But then you know, like we're in that transition to where like, well, my expectations are growing for you a bit here yeah. and I've got to give you grace sometimes like at meeting them, but also sometimes, no, actually, this is the bar. You're going to come up to it or there's mm-hmm. a consequence, you know. Mm-hmm. You know who we need to have on sometime is our friend at Fort Worth Moms that wrote about how we are raising adults. Yeah. And not raising children. You know, we have this end game in mind. And I forget that so much where all of my discipline is very much about you will obey right now and you will respect me right now. In the moment. As opposed, yeah. Yes. As opposed to like a, a we're training forward. It's more mm-hmm. of like we're getting through today. Yeah. And I would like that to change about myself. You know, like if mm-hmm. I can become more forward looking in my discipline. Yeah. I think more for the long game. Yeah. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Like mm-hmm. that's a desire I have too. And that I'm gonna wrap that back around too. We're kind of so fatigued from yes. the from the you know what. Yeah. You know, that having sort of like the stamina and the endurance to keep seeing that big picture. Like, I believe we are surviving day to day more than we like have in our parenting journey so far. And that's saying a lot because Mm -hmm. we live through the newborn days, right? You know, it's just, (laughs) 
I could talk on and on about this, but you get you get what I, you get what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to have any kind of long game in mind because mm-hmm. our lives right now are so dictated by that which shall not be named. I know. And I've turned coronavirus into Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to become um, a dirty word at some point. (laughs) So we're all so tired of it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's very much, we don't know what we're working toward at this point from day to day. Mm -hmm. So how can we even, you know, push our minds way past that to think of our children as, you know, adults that are Mm -hmm. able to function in society and things like that. And it's so easy to lose sight of that right now in the midst of our own tiredness. This episode is brought to you by Fort Worth Moms, an online parenting resource to encourage and inspire moms in North Texas and all over the world. Okay, so a topic that will be discussed in one of the articles I wanted to bring up with you uh, because we actually, we've been talking a lot about grandparents this summer. We did the Soul Food Sunday episode. We also did the episode on from a grandmother's perspective. But here is an interesting topic in discipline. Grandparents in discipline. It's a loaded topic. (laughs) It it is. Yeah. So, you know. How have you handled, like, how is that relationship between you and your mom and you and your mother-in-law? Do y'all have a discussion about that? Do you have, like, rules about that for them? Or I have tried very hard um, to really be open-handed with my kids' grandparents, you know, with my parents and with my in-laws. One, because... I very, very much want to foster that relationship for my kids. I want Mm -hmm. them to have a relationship with their grandparents. And I think also because I'm not necessarily opposed to them disciplining my kids because I know that they're not going to do it in a way that would be overstepping my own boundaries. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that that makes it easier for me, you know, where if I had a different relationship with um, either side of the family, where maybe I had strong feelings about the way I was disciplined as a child or something like that, then that would be very different, you know. And I have not had a conversation with my in-laws about it simply because it hasn't really been a thing that we needed to talk about. But my parents will keep my kids for almost a week at a time sometimes. And so they have to have the freedom to discipline my kids in appropriate ways when they're having, you know, when they're with them for multiple days at a time, you know, and I know my kids well enough to know that they need to have some discipline. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In, Mm -hmm. in a day-to-day setting. So my mom and I have talked about it and she'll tell me, you know, if she's, if she's had a rough day and maybe she's yelled at them or something, she'll tell me and, and we'll talk about it and she'll let me know, you know, how she handled 
maybe one of the girls getting upset with her for that or whatever. And, and, but I feel like her and I are very open about that and Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with her disciplining my kids because they come home and they're better behaved. Now, I want to send my kids to your mom's house. That's what I want to do. I mean, I guess when you raise five kids, you just, you've gotten to a point where you just don't, you know, you just don't put up with Right. You don't have have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they love her. They adore her. They want to be around her. And so, you know, I don't feel like it's been something that I've been uncomfortable with, but I definitely know that that is a common issue. Yeah. I think we want our kids to go and just have fun at their grandparents' house. And when we feel like a grandparent is being short-tempered or um, maybe disciplining in a way that we would not have, then that causes some tension, you know, yeah. and some discomfort because you're trusting somebody with your kid. And to be totally honest, the way that I'm comfortable with my mom disciplining my kids would not fly in like a classroom setting or in a, you know, in a setting where maybe a babysitter or somebody else were watching my kids because my relationship with my mom is different than somebody Mm -hmm. I don't know. I wonder too, like if your kids were to stay with your mother-in-law for a week, if you Mm -hmm. would you know, feel differently about that because it's your mom. There's this level of intimacy there that you have with her that you don't, Mm -hmm. you know, with someone else. Mm -hmm. Like a level of trust too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think it, you know, I think it would be different simply because the expectations are different and um, I wasn't raised by her, you know? Mm -hmm. So I know what to expect when it comes to my mom, you know, and there may be ways that I wouldn't do myself, but you know, would be different if I didn't know somebody as well. Well, dad was never alive to meet my children. And my mother only met Anna. But in that situation, we would have never left her alone with my parents. Like that just would have never happened. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a, a moot point on that aspect. Um, I think about my in-laws. They've had, they have three kids, all three of their children, had children and they have a wide range of grandchildren to they have great grandchildren now to us but all three of their kids approached the relation that grandparent relationship very differently and I think about them having to kind of navigate what these expectations from their three different like it's all very different you know I have always felt comfortable with uh, my kids being with my in-laws but we did set some ground rules, like spanking has been part of kind of just their sort of family discipline philosophy. It isn't the only thing that they use for discipline, but I felt pretty strongly that I didn't want grandparents spanking my kids. And so that is kind of a rule that we have put in place and we've asked them, you know, even though they may have spanked other grandchildren, that relationship is just different. And we prefer that they would not with our kids. Yeah. And 
Yeah. And, you know, even with Anna, who has ADHD and, like, some different struggles, I think there has been an element of, like, us trying to coach them a little bit. You know, they might, they just didn't have the experience of raising a kiddo Mm -hmm. who had ADHD. And so I think there has been some frustration in noticing the differences and just not really being equipped to know what to do because they never had to before. It's like you don't just innately know, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I have been appreciative that, you know, my mother-in-law, I think, has seen that more and more and has, like, been more and more eager to kind of, I guess, in some ways kind of take my advice, particularly with her, Mm -hmm. because she is recognizing like the challenge is more clearly, you know, if yeah. that makes sense. And so yeah. she does try to kind of replicate a bit of that whenever Anna is at her house. So we have had discussions about what we were comfortable with and not comfortable with, but mm-hmm. I don't really know that I feel like there's that much discipline happening, though. They're very much the, mm-hmm. well, what do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> Which is totally fine, and yeah. I'm I'm all for that too. You I want wonder, Dr. Pepper three day three times a day? Fine with me. Uh huh. Well, I just always I just always keep in mind like you can give them Dr. Pepper if you want, but you get to deal with the consequences of them having exactly. Dr. Pepper. So do what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I I wonder though, for people who are outside of like our parents or a grandparent role. You have someone who cares for your kids throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that seems like a different dynamic. I'm at a point in my life where I've been the only one in my family with kids for a long time. And now, you know, I'm starting to have nieces and nephews. And so the dynamic there, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I almost have a harder time with my siblings disciplining my kids in some way even if it's just a a verbal correction yeah where I'm like don't you just don't you discipline my kid you know like there's this Mm -hmm. part of me that just gets kind of defensive and I think it's because in my mind they should they should just adore my kids right like Mm -hmm. that's that's their niece you should just love everything about her and think she is the cutest most fun you know yeah and so when they correct them I have a little bit more of a reaction than I do when my parents do. But yet, you know, I've got a niece and nephews now. And so, do you, you are know, they? Do you correct them or are they too little? I'm not going to correct him in the same way that I do my own kids. Right, simply right. Because he's not my kid, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely more lenient and gentle on him. But I'll correct him if I'm, you know, if I'm the only parent around, I feel a responsibility Oh, to yeah, do yeah. that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Would but you I'm correct also, him if his parents were around? I think so. I think so. Maybe not. I might be less quick to do it. Yeah. Um, but if he was in danger or if he was doing something that immediately needed, like, hey, stop, don't do that, you know. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, I think. But I'm also, I'm also one of those people that, like, if I'm at the park and a kid is, like, mm-hmm climbing a tree and there's no parent around I'm like hey hey get down get you need to get down hey get down you know yeah so I'm kind of one of those I'm kind of one of those women you know the closer you are to that niece or nephew the more freedom I think I feel to have to Mm -hmm. you know whip them in line and 
I have been known to get on to my high school age nieces and nephews fairly strongly if they disrespect their mother in particular in front of me. Uh-huh. Because as I mentioned, um, I don't handle disrespect well. I mean, my sister, sister-in-laws may not like me for that. They've never, you know, communicated that to me. But mm-hmm. at some point, I want to be like, look, dude or miss, you mm-hmm. are not in a vacuum. You have just acted yes. this way in front of other people. And mm-hmm. I think you acted ugly. You know, you're not going to talk to my sister or my sister-in-law that way. Like, uh, you know, no sir or no ma'am. Like, I didn't appreciate that. I think that it's important for kids to realize that. I've welcomed some outside correction or even just, you know, somebody voicing, hey, that was that was really kind of ugly or that was really unkind because they hear from me all day mm-hmm. long. And at right. some point, my voice flips that switch in their head that just turns everything off. And they're done. You know, they're done learning from me. But there are studies even that have shown like, especially for high school age kids, that they need to have a variety of mature voices around them speaking into their lives, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's why I'm open to my mom correcting my kids and, and why I like that they have other voices that are going to speak truth into their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, they need to know, like you said, that they're not in a vacuum. They need to know that the way that they respond to me reflects on them to other people in the world. You know, it's not just about my being offended. It's about, the way that you look to everybody else yeah. if you can't respect your mama, right. you know. I, I'm not real impressed by that behavior <laughs> at yes. this moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This made me think, and I think we do have an article that's going to be about correcting other people's kids, which <laughs> could be interesting. The consensus in our group is that most people will say, yes, they do it. Yeah. They, they, they do. But here's one. Okay, you're talking about you had problems with your siblings. I have had two teachers of my kids, and I struggled with their discipline approach. And I have found this to be a very tricky and hard situation. In both instances, I felt like the disciplinary tactics were borderlined on cruel Mm. and unnecessary and Mm -hmm. harsh, particularly given the age of the kids. It's a little bit of a hard situation because you don't really have a lot of say in the classroom about that. You know, so your only real recourse is to express that you do not appreciate that. This goes against what, you know, your values are with discipline to request something different and then, you know, perhaps bring those concerns to the administration. But other than that, there's not a lot of recourse unless it's, you know, like so severe, God forbid, it's not abusive, you know, or you pull your kids out of the class. But yeah, it's hard too because in the classroom setting, you're not there to know mm-hmm. exactly what's going on. And that to me is such a, it's such a hard line, especially 
when I know that my kids respond differently to maybe the same behavior from one person. Mm -hmm. And so, whereas one kid is like, yeah, whatever. She's a yeller, you know, like my other kid is like, oh my gosh, that was awful. You know, I think that's a whole other dynamic of discipline is how it's done in the classroom because you're leaving and, and that, your kid with them so long. I yeah, mean, that's and that's a, a question. Day. That's a question since then that I ask every teacher at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And I kind mm-hmm. of express, you know, maybe any sensitivities or something or how my children might respond. That's a whole other topic. Teacher and parent. Next time dynamics. on Mom Fashions. Yes. Teacher parent <laughs> dynamics. Yes, we could I yes. could talk for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, discipline is a a tricky topic, but t- particularly if you consider yourself more like of an intentional type discipliner, you know, mm-hmm. all, um, so it's something that hasn't happened to us, but, uh, yeah, but I know what's happened to other moms is, is how do you handle it when your kid isn't behaving at school? Yes. Right. And it's not yes. that the teacher doesn't have you know, wonderful disciplinary processes and is a wonderful mm-hmm. person. But what do you do when it's your kid who mm-hmm. is repeatedly getting in trouble? Have you bumped into that? Yeah. Okay, you got a yeah. dish. Yeah, we have a, you know, we have a little church school and I won't say which child it's been, but... <laughs> Can I guess know, my... off air? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know, but it's for fine. her sake... Yes. Uh, <laughs> and there were a lot of office visits for that child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is a hard that is a hard thing too because I knew her teachers were handling it the best that she could and I honestly was also at a loss at this stage in her life of how to connect with her on a discipline level. Mhm. Yeah. That was hard. That was hard. And I I don't know that we necessarily solved it. I had a lot of conversations with her teachers about us kind of brainstorming, like how can we how can we help her to understand these boundaries that she needs to she needs to live in. And it was nice to have the ability to communicate with her teachers and Mm -hmm. with the director of the school at that time just to kind of try to navigate it. Um, it was also nice because, you know, my husband was on campus, so he could just walk next door and handle the discipline right then, as opposed to it being yeah, at the being end delayed. of the day yeah. where she's already forgotten and, right. you know, our, our options are more limited. So that helped, but yeah, that is an awkward thing too to know that mm-hmm. your kid is the one that's disrupting an entire classroom every day to the point that they have to be sent out. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've thought about that in the girls' classes. Like you'll hear repetitively, you know, like this is yeah. one kid or these two kids or whatever that mm-hmm. get in trouble. Like they get their name on the board nearly every day, or they had to go see mm-hmm. the principal, or they had to miss recess, whatever. Mm-hmm. And just like what that would what that would be like, you know, navigating that as a parent. Because, well, I want the discipline to be consistent and enforced. But I also don't want it to be discouraging to the kid. You know, because after a while, like, they start, you know, believing bad things about themselves. and And as a parent, like, 
there's so much guilt in parenting anyways. And when you're at a loss for how to help your kid in disciplinary issues, and then you're also having to have the reactions and accountability and discipline methods of a teacher or a caretaker, Mm -hmm. man, that's discouraging as a parent too. Yeah. I was blessed to have people that that were understanding and I knew loved my kid. Whereas I'm sure that there are situations where, you know, there's not a lot of necessarily good feelings towards that kid at some point, right. you know, mm-hmm. a lot and of frustration. Yeah. I always feel for the parents in those situations too, because a lot of times they're doing the best that they can, man, this topic. It's a good one. I hope that you will visit fwmoms.com and look at all of the other articles that we have written um, about discipline from all kinds of ages and stages and aspects and resources. So thank you very much and we will see you next time. As always, visit fwmoms.com to see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And one more time, just in case you missed it, fwmoms.com. Fort Worth Moms.